Good morning, everybody. How is everybody's Hanukkah? Today, Bezat Hashem will be learning Daf Samach Gimel and Maseches Nadarim. Andrew's on his way back, so let's just do rapid fire from the Mishnah Samach Bezam is base, so that we have a little bit of context. This is we're still in the Darim. A person is making all kinds of Nadarim, and he's going to say, "I'm not going to have any Hana until certain amounts of time." And at this point, we're saying. What are we referring to when we reference certain amounts of time? Like, as we've been saying up until now, we are very ambitious today, Barry. We want to finish the parak, so... And we're starting behind the eight ball, and we're starting late, so let's see. Ad ha-katsir, says in the Mishnah, Ad shiat chalam lektzor katsir chitin, avalok tzir saorin. So, again, Barry, Dibra, right, we're talking about Lashem b'nei Adam. The whole thing with Nadarim is that what do people mean when they say these things? Does that change culturally? Yes. Here you're saying, until the harvest. Well, harvest means different things in different places. So typically, if you say harvest, it means, until uh, you mean the wheat harvest, because nobody cares about the barley harvest that's earlier, right? So that's what it means. It means the wheat harvest, not the barley harvest. However, the Mishnah says what we just said. That everything is according to the place, right? So, imhaya bahar, for example. So, bahar. So, I was once in uh, Costa Rica at the uh, Starbucks there in Costa Rica. And they tell you, you know, this mountain, you pick coffee there. It's, it's beautiful out there. And they say this whole thing, this whole place changed because of global warming, whatever it is. The altitude that matters Obviously, where you are in the world matters. The season matters. Everything matters when it comes to the harvest, right? We're not as connected to nature as we used to be, so we don't necessarily feel it, but it all matters. And so in this particular place, if you say the harvest in the mountain, it means different than the harvest in the valley. So those are two different time, right? Because what are you doing? You're making a nether and you're saying, we're in, we're in the Mishnah on, on South Bays and Bays because you weren't here, so we figured what's the point of starting some Explain to Andrew what happened. I'm explaining to Andrew what happened. So then... The point is that if you're in, right, if you're making a time stamp of when you're going, this nether is going to be effective until, or when this nether is going to go into effect, and you're basing on the harvest, that's going to matter based on context. Ad hageshamim, and here's where you get into the rains, and the Gemara is going to pick up on this very much. Ad shiyu hageshamim, so those are two different ways of saying it. So again, or do we mean the rainy season? Do we mean until the uh, until it actually rains? That's going to be actually machlokas, as we'll see. So the Mishnah says that when you say you mean until the actual second rainfall. What's the second rainfall? <laughs> Remember Tainus? Like the whole Masechus Tainus was when do we start fasting? When do we start fasting? Why are we starting to fast? Because it didn't, it didn't rain. So, as we'll see in the Gemara, uh, we quoted this in Titus. In the beginning of Titus, we were talking about, well, there's a first rainfall. That's when we start saying, we just said so recently, only just this month here in Chutzlarts. Then there's, that's the first rainfall. That's when we start saying it. Then there's uh, the second rainfall. And then the third rainfall, if it doesn't fall, so then the tzaddikim start to daven and, 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 and fasting. Oh, so we're going to see. So watch this. So, first of all, machlok is between the Chachamim and Rav Shimon Gamliel. The Chachamim say the rain actually has to fall. Rav Shimon Gamliel says, when, what do you mean when you say until the rain fall? You mean until the rainy season. The rain doesn't have to, uh, actually have to fall. 
We'll see in the Gemara, what is the significance of the second rainfall? Why the second rainfall? Okay. Achi yipasko agshamim, person makes a nether until the rainy season ends. So, achi yitze nisan kulo. The river Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says until the end of Nisan. Not until the very end of Nisan, but only until the end of Pesach. So now we're at the Gemara on Samach Beis and Beis Tanya. So now all this Gemara is saying, we just said that it matters, right, where the uh, nether was made, because that context matters, even in terms of where you are geographically, because different places have a harvest, right, in different, uh, right, different places have a harvest at different times. So if you, let's say you were in the Galil and you made a nether, you guys said, and then all of a sudden you go to the valley. So then which one does it count, Andrew? Where you are now or where you were where you made the nether? Which would you think? I agree with Andrew. Andrew and the Gemara and I are all in agreement. It matters. That, that is correct. He said it is when you made the nether. Andrew holding cup, coming in strong this week. Even though the summer is going to come in the valley, yeah, you made it until the summertime in the Galil. And when you made the nether, you were in the Galil. So the context is not where you are now, but where you were when you made the nether. Amazing. Andrew, you get 100. <laughs> now the Mishnah said, So what's this Gashamim stuff? So let's do a little bit of Masechas Tainus. Amir Rabbi Zeir, Machlokas Amar Ad HaGashamim. So now what we're doing is as follows. And, and you're asking a good point, Goranowitz. We're, we're asking, why, I mean, this guy, he said out of Gashamim, we don't know, did he mean until the rain actually falls? Or if he said out of Geshem, so then everybody's going to agree according to Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Zera is making a statement. If he said out of Geshem, everybody agrees that it means until the rainy season, but not until it actually rains. So Sagarano was asking, what are, we, what are we doing here? Why, do we, why are we trying to decipher this guy? He just didn't make any sense. And now we're, we're sitting in the rabbi's office. I'm trying to figure out what did he mean. Okay, that's what we do. That's what we do for each other. Gerardo, it's Muslim moment. He made a statement. We got to figure it out. We're Jews and we're figuring it out. The power of language. Okay, top word on Sabachim al Here we go. So now Rabbi Zayr made a statement. His statement was that when you said Adzman Gashamim, it always means, even according to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, and even according to the Chachamim, right, it means that, um, that until the rainy season. There's a Machlokas, however, in our Mishnah, if, uh, where he says until Hagashamim in the plural, so then there's a Machlokas whether, where the Chachamim will say that the rain actually has to fall. So what's going on here? So Mesve. So now we're going to go straight, Tainus, and we're going to say the following. The three-way machlokas as to when the first, second, and rainfall, right? Um, it's a b'raisa, but it's a three-way machlokas when the first and second and third rainfall are. Ezu is manashil What is the time of the rainfall? What's the schedule? So, habachira, like a bachar, Andrew, the first, is bishlosha. What's shlosha? The third day of cheshman. This is the Tanakama, as they say, right? This is the first shita. So, the first rainfall is on the third of Cheshvan, Beinonis Beshiva. The second is on the seventh of Cheshvan, and Afila, which is the last one, is Bishrim Bishlosha in Cheshvan. So it's the third, the seventh, and the twenty-third of Cheshvan, Diva Rabbi Meir. That's the Tanakama. Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda holds, Rabbi Huda Amir, Bishiva, Uvishiva, Sarvisim Bishlosha. Now, the first, second, and third are not on the third, the seventh, and the twenty-third, but rather on the seventh, the seventeenth, and the twenty-third. Okay. 
And Rabbi Yosi Omer, Beshivasar Vesrim Shlosher Bechodesh Kislev. That it's on the 17th, the 23rd, and on Rosh Chodesh Kislev, that is when the first, second, and third rainfall are anticipated. Uh, what is this machlokas based on? You have to go see Masechus Tainus, and we discussed it therein. Uh, Tevas Noach, remember all that details within Tevas Noach and how it relates to when the rainfall came, and Tevas Noach, and if you remember, if you look at these dates, the 17th might uh, ring a bell. These dates are recorded in the Mabul, and, and, and as such, they're assumed to be superimposed on the first, second, and third rainbow. Uh, you look in the Torah on Parshas Noach, I want you to go back around, it's tonight, and you, best, you better come tomorrow. But tonight, you have to look at, you have to look at the dates in Parshas Noach. When the Mabul happens, it correlates and corresponds, interestingly enough, to these dates of the rainfall. Okay. So now he says, uh, okay, and said, and the grace finishes, yeah, Rabbi Yossi was consistent with himself because just like he said that the third rainfall is on the first, is on Rosh Chodesh Kislev, he said that the Yechidim don't start, right? The Tzadikim in town who used to fast when the third rain didn't come, well, he agrees with himself and he says that they used to not start fasting until the third uh, rain didn't come on Rosh Chodesh Kislev, which is his shita as to when that rain is scheduled to come. Okay, fine. So that... Meaning, you, you know, meaning if you fast, okay, rain was the, was the source of their economy, Goranowitz. Okay, so if they didn't have any rain, they would have to fast, then they, that was a sign that Hashem wanted them to fast and repent, okay? And so, but you don't just fast and repent every single day. I once told, you know, we learned in Le'ilah Nishvas of Chaim Zev Malinowitz, um, Zatzal. And so, who's actually Cyril Mayer? I saw an invitation is getting married soon. Anyways, so he he used to have. I used to tell him, you know, you can't just all day every day have this like ninety minute minion. They used to have all the kinds of things to inspire people. You can't do ninety minute minion every day. It would be like um, it would be like saying vidui. You know, we only have it a certain time of the year when you do when when you when you say vidui and and you say right uh, all kinds of all kinds of bakashos and slichos. Right, you know, it's not, there's a reason why we don't do it every month. So he said, "You realize we do it every month in our shul, right?" On Yom Kippur Katan, I, I had not, I was not aware of that. I was like, "Oh well, that that's kind of my point, but it's kind of not." Thank okay. You for so now let's analyze the brisa. Right, right. I mean, Allah, we said with regards to the brisa, Bishlam Revere Shona. Okay, so watch this, Goranowitz. We have a first, a second, and a third rain. Right. So why is why are we even? Arguing about when the dates are. I can understand why you're arguing when the dates are, Rabir Rishayna, because that first rain is when you save a Saint Talamatar, right? Because Lishail. Lishail means that's when you save a Saint Talamatar, right? You see the Tosfos in the, in the margin? It's not on the outside column over here, it's in the margin. Saint Talamatar, Shalob, Umayri Shalob Gola, right? This is talking about a Saint Talamatar of Israel, not in Gaulus. Tosfos here points out, Gola, come on on, ain't Shalina Kufa. Yeah, on the 4th or 5th of December. That's one of the sources of the fact that in Gullis, you say it at a different time. Why do we say 4th or 5th of December all over the world? What do they do in Australia, by the way? What do they do on the southern hemisphere? On the other side of the equator? Isn't, aren't the seasons flipped? Yeah, so do they do, like, do they start saying Masei Talamatar like in the summer? No, they just follow Tosfos. What are you going to do? Anyway, be that as it may, 
The first rain is when you start saying the Saint Alamata. Shlishi Shlis Anos. The third rain is when you start fasting, as all of Masechus Tainus talks about. Elashdin Lamai. What do we care about the second rainfall for? So when we learned it in uh, Tainus, we said, yeah, anything can be nafkamina l'neder. Like, yeah, th- th- that's like not having no nafkamina. I'm no idea about the second rainfall, but here we see that it was actually a deeper shot. That it means that when a person says gishamim, he's, we, we held and we now know that he's referring to the second one. So it really is a nafkamina. So the first one is for Saint Almatar. Second one is for what you mean when you say, I will do so, such and such, until the Kishamim. And then the third one is for when you start a tightness. Good, so now we put it all together. But wait, no, now we have a question about Rabbi Zayar. Watch this. We have to appreciate, you know, I asked Barry a good question. Yeah. We were talking about them going down to Egypt, right? Right. I said, well, what is this, a famine? And he said, I said, why don't they go to the store and buy some food, you know? He said there was no food, right? Yeah. It's different times. Right. Different they, time. You know, you realize that they, they really had a, uh, you know, he, he has a good point, Andrew. We, we, take our, we take Seven Mile Market for granted. Yeah, we take it for granted. I went to Safeway and, and the things were getting off the shelf. Right. You know, okay, we, sh- we should be zoiche to, uh, to, to always have Shefa in Ruchnes and Gashmis. Okay. Snap. I mean, come on, Azla According to who... Has the Brisa been taught? We said, and we said, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer Geshem Shadu Shifa Yomim Zeachar Zeh. So, Andrew, we're going to take this seemingly non sequitur. We're going to weave this all together with this Brisa as follows. We say, who this? Who does this Brisa that we have all these this discussion about when the rain falls? Like it's like a Shimon Gamliel. Why? Because Rabbi Shimon said a fascinating idea that when you have seven days of continuous rain. That you do what? You should still consider it like the first and the second rain. Okay? In other words, even though it's like one rain system, right? We talk about, right, when you're a meteorologist, Barry, you talk about a a rain system is coming in. So you would think, well, (laughs) it's been raining now for seven days straight. Isn't that all the same rain system? It's all that same cloud? So you say, no. If it rained for seven continuous days, then and from seven continuous days, you go from one rain period, as the aforementioned Bryce says, to the other, then even though it's the same continuous rain, you assume that we went from one rain period to the other. That was the statement. Now, who is this like? Come on, Rabbi That only makes sense according to Rabbi Why? Because only Rabbi has this, uh, the two, the first and the second rainy season so close together that they're only seven days apart. So it's only according to Rabbi if you do the math, right? Because it's seventeenth and then the twenty-third. If it's only, it's not the third and then the twenty and the seventeenth or the right. Um, the point is, or the seventh and then the seventeenth. So he's the only one that has seven days only between the first and the second, and therefore this statement that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said had to be according to Rabbi And somewhere embedded in here, our Chazal were such geniuses. Somewhere embedded here. There is a Shaila. What's the Shaila? Well, presumably, this you have to sort of tease in from the, tease out of the Gemara, I should say. The person who made the Ned there, you have to assume, said Geshem in the singular. Wait a minute. If he made the Geshem in the singular, then Rabzeira said a statement that everyone would agree that if he said Geshem, that he only meant to talk about the scheduled 
date. Right there, there's no argument. Well, if that's the case, so why is Rav Shimon Gamliel even talking about, why is Rav Shimon Gamliel, when discussing this b'risa, said the question of Gisham Shiyardu, right? Command Azlahad Tanya, Rav Shimon Gamliel, Omer, Gisham Shiyardu Shibbat Yom Zechazet, Amon Abim Rabbi Arishon Ashnia. Rav Shimon Gamliel, now I'm going to finally say it outside. Rav Shimon Gamliel, when he made this statement, he talked about, oh, if you have continuous rainfall, so then it's still considered two time periods. Well, guess what? <laughs> if, you have, if you said Geshem, then we never even talked about rainfall. Geshem, according to Rabbi Zera, in the singular, always means the time period of the rain and has nothing to do with rainfall. And everybody would agree to it. So why would Rosh Hashim Gamliel even be saying and teasing anything out of this price? So the Gemara simply says, yeah, this assumption that he said Geshem is an incorrect assumption. The Bryce is talking about a case where he said Geshamim. Well, when he said Geshamim, that gufa is the machlokas of Shemim and Lechachamim. And that's basically where the Gemara ends by saying that that is, in fact, the machlokas. And that, that, and that once you change the assumption that the Bryce was referring to Geshem to Geshamim, so that, in fact, is the machlokas. If he says until the rains, then that's the same as our Mishnah, where you have a machlokas, whether you are referring to when it actually starts to rain or where it refers to the rainy period. Very good. So that's the end of the rain. You got um, yes, the Musr is that sometimes you have to just go on to the next Mishnah. So Samach Gimel and Aleph, the Mishnah says like this. A person makes a nether. I will not taste wine for the year. Okay, so this is a very specific thing. It's a situation in those days, you remember, Goranowitz, they did not know necessarily when the leap year, they didn't have the calendar in advance, they would declare it at a certain time. So this person, before that was declared, declared, I'm not going to have a wine. This next year, I'm not having any wine. Okay. You didn't take on full Nazirus yet, which, by the way, Nazir, next month we start Masechus Nazir. But he didn't take on full Nazirus, so I'm not going to have wine for a year. Okay. And then they declared that it's going to be a leap year. So now, is he on the hook for the whole 13 months? Says the Mishnah, Nisabra Shana, Asr Yes. He has to take on the whole year, including the extra month. What if he says, Ad Rosh Adar? I'm not going to drink until the beginning of Adar. And then the year again, same situation where it was declared a Ubur Yor, as they say, right? A leap year where now he has two Adarim. So now when he said Ad Rosh Adar, does he mean Ad Rosh Adar Rishon or Shani? So you say Ad Rosh Adar Harishon. Uh, what about if he says Ad Sof Adar? I'm not going to drink wine until the end of Adar. And then the year was declared in Ubar Ad Sof Adar Rishon. Until the end of the first Adar. So uh, whether, whether it's until the beginning or until the end of Adar, according to the Mishnah, it's referring only to Adar Rishon, even if there is an Adar Shani. Now for a lot of things, Adar Shani is considered the real Adar. What's going on here? Gemara says, Alma Stama Adar Kama Rishon. Right? Our Mishnah seems to say that no matter what, when it comes to Nadarm, when you say Adar, then it means Adar Rishon. However, the Gemara says, So maybe if that's the case, maybe that fits into the Machlokas. There is a Machlokas about whether Adar is Adar Rishon or Adar Shani. Which is the real Adar? Will the real Adar please stand up? This Machlokas... <laughs> I, I, I can't take credit for that joke. I, first of all, don't think it's that great of a joke. No, dis- <laughs> no disrespect to Ari Lewitz, the great Tafiomi master, but that's how he refers to it. But anyways... <clears throat> Most of the jokes are mine, but I'm not going to take. Yeah. Okay. Five o'clock. Okay. 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 Ok
You like that. Okay, so you might recall, we learned Masechus Megillah Baruch Hashem already, Baruch Hashem Hadron Allah will go to that. On Dab Vav, there was Machlokas about which is the real other between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Now, what's interesting is that our mission assumes that the first other, the Rishon, is, um, is the real other. So the Gemara says, maybe our mission is written by Rabbi Yehuda. Let me see Rabbi Yehuda, he did Tanya. We have a Brisa. Other Rishon, Koisiv Adar Rishon. Adar Sheni, Koisiv Adar Stam. This is not, this part was not, I don't think, in Megillah. This part is just when you're talking about uh, a get or a Stamishtar, when you write Adar. So when you write Adar Rishon, so you have to write other Rishon. And then when you write other Shani, all you have to do is write other, and everybody knows that when you just write other, it means other Shani. That's Divi Rebbe Meir. However, Rebbe Huda, Amir, other Rishon, Kotev Stam, and other Shani, Kosev Tinyayin. In other words, that's a straight up Machlokas. When do you write Stam? When you write Stam, other. Do you mean other Rishon, or do you mean other Shani? So Rebbe Meir is going to say, when you write Stam, other, it means other Shani. Rebbe Huda says, when you write other Stam, then you mean other Rishon. So that sounds like our Mishnah, because our Mishnah sounds like another Stam is other Rishon. To which Amar Baye now. I feel the Tamer Meir, who the other Demir Abashasa. Yeah. That's when everybody knows that it's a leap year. Hadalo Yada. You like the Hadalo Yada reference here? Our Mishnah, what's our Mishnah? We already said. He made a Neder. And what do we say all the time, Barry? The Neder has to do with what was your mindset when you made the Neder? Well, when you made the nether, I'm not going to do this until a certain time. If you didn't know that the year was going to be a leap year, so then everybody's going to agree, even our mayor is going to agree, that you didn't know that there was going to be an other Shani. And therefore, you must have meant other Rishon. So this Mishnah of ours is obvious in the sense that it's a case where you not, did not yet know there was going to be a leap year, and therefore, no matter what you hold, Stam other is, in this particular case, the reference of other is always going to be the first other, because that had to have been what you meant. Okay, as we turn to Savakim about Tanya, and now we're going to give support. We say it's actually very Maduik, because we learned in the Brisa, Ad Rosh Chodesh Adar, Ad Rosh Chodesh Adar Harishon. Right? Ad Rosh Chodesh Adar Hasheni. That if a person makes a nether to say, I'm not going to do this until Rosh Chodesh Adar, then that thing's going to be forbidden until Rosh Chodesh Adar uh, Harishon. However, wait a minute. If it was a Shanamu Beres, if it was a leap year, then it's, then it's until Rosh Chodesh Adar Shani. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Let's analyze this. What are you going to say? That the first case is when it's not Muberis, and the second case is when it is? Because don't forget, in the second case, we said, Im Haisa Shanamu Beres. So what's the first case? That also has to be Shonamu Baris. That's what the Gemara is asking. In other words, <laughs> in the first case, he says, if he says until Rosh Chodesh Adar, then it's until the Rosh Chodesh Adar Rishon. Well, that point only makes sense if there are two Adars. And then in the second case, it says that the Shonamu is Mubaris. Well, the first case also has to be when the Shonamu Baris. Otherwise, there would be no first case. That's the whole point. Which Adar are we talking about? So says the Gemara, no. So that has to be the only way that you interpret that Brisa is the way Abaya interpreted, which is to say, Right, the first part of the price is when it was obvious, it was already established that there was a leap year. So yes, of course, both cases of the price are talking about when there's a leap year. Just in the first case, he knew that there was a leap year. And in the second case, the second really is, uh, it's the other way around. The, the, the second case is when he knew there was a leap year, and therefore it's referring to Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni. 
And in the first case, it's Hadalo Yada. The first case, the reason it's Mashkarish Adar Rishon is because in the first case, he didn't know that there was going to be another Shani, and it is for that reason that, uh, that he's only going to be a Chayim until the first Adar. Adalo Yada is for Purim. That's why it's um, coincidental. But here it doesn't mean the Adalo Yada of Purim. It means Hadalo Yada, which is to say he did not know that it was going to be a Shana Mubaris because it was at a time period historically where they declared it at a certain point and he had made the netter prior to that declaration. Now, Ravari Libu, it's a great Davyomi master, Shlita quotes Rav Shurkin, who writes a safer call called Hare Kedem, where he kind of quotes Rav Soloveitchik without mentioning his name. And it's all the tires of Soloveitchik on the on on Moadim, and he has a whole piece on other, and it's a fascinating thing because there is a question, as we just mentioned, in the Cholkes Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir, as to when you say other, do you mean other Rishon, other Sheni? Right. And there's a question in Daf Vav Maseches Megillah whether we're going which month we should read the Megillah, and the question is that's fascinating. After all, we know that Shloshim Yom Lifnei Achag. You start Sholin Vidorshin and therefore Purim, as you know, is 30 days before Pesach. And we know that Purim, in a sense, is a prelude to Pesach and all the Dalit Parshios that we read with Parshas Parah and Parshas Achodesh. And, and right, when we're leading up to Shabbos Agadol. So what are we talking about? What's the Hava Amina, so to speak, that the Megillah should be read on the first Adar when there is a second Adar? So he explains, this is the Chiddush to me, this is kind of like the Babatish version of what it says, that there is a real mitzvah of Mishnichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha. And that's what the Gemara in Megillah means when it says that maybe if we have such an obligation to start with Simcha, why should we start it on the second Adar? We should start it on the first Adar. That's a real, that's a real mitzvah. Like if you walked into a, a place and you saw a big party at a house on, uh, on, during the big first, uh, Shavuot of, you would, you would throw a fit. You say, what are you doing? This is against Allah. So that should be the same feeling that you have when you walk into a place uh, in Adar and you see people depressed. What are you doing? That's a real mitzvah. And so maybe that has to start on Adar Rishon, not just on Adar Sheni. In the end, we pass in that really the second Adar is the, uh, is the real Adar, so to speak, for technical things, but it's not for all things. It's certainly not for Nadarim because that all depends on what the person meant. But, you know, if you want to see all the Nafkaminas, then... Uh, Look in the Hare Kedem, uh, or listen to, to, to a shir about it. This is the sugya of Adarishon and Adashani with respect to Bar Mitzvah, with respect to Yorzai, and all these things. Okay. So now we're on the Mishnah. On Samachim Abez. Had, uh, no, it doesn't. Well, Adlo Yada is just Purim. What does that mean, Adlo Yada? That's how much you have to drink. Oh, you got That's how much you have to drink. Um. I, my wife doesn't let me drink Adelo Yada because then the whole poem is ruined because I just fall asleep. A person, what's the point if you're just not going to even be there at the Suda? He makes a nether. I'm not going to taste this wine until Pesach. So again, Andrew, what do people mean when they make these statements? So when he says, I'm not going to touch this special wine, he's putting it aside for what? For the Seder. That's what he meant. He means until I'm going to drink this at the Seder. Yeah, because that's when, when what? That's when you have the four cups. So it's, it's just in context. Makes sense that that's what he means, okay? Here, I'm putting away the special meat. And I'm making a nether that I'm not going to taste it until, until the fast. How well used to uh, 
Save it for Shabbos. Right. You know something? I feel guilty if I eat anything that tastes good during the week. The, I said this should be for Shabbos, right, Barry? Granowitz, don't give it away. If you're a Lamed Vavnik, I don't want to know. I want it, it has to be kept secret, okay? Guilty, you know? Don't give it away. Okay, so, I mean, all three of you guys are probably Lamed Vavniks, right? Nobody even knows you guys exist. People in Dublin think that you guys are figuring in my imagination. <laughs> we picked up, by the way, Phoenix, Arizona. Let's move on. But we had 80 guys from Phoenix listening last week. Okay. That person, Phoenix, we love you. Please contact us if you're out there. Okay, so now a person makes a nether. I'm not going to have any meat until the fastest. What does he mean? He's going to eat the meat on, on Yom Kippur? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so you have to look at the context when a person's making the dharm. It says, Yeah, it doesn't mean that you're going to eat it on Yom Kippur. And it doesn't mean that you can't eat it until Yom Kippur. It means that you're going to eat it at the Suda, right, that one has right before Yom Kippur. Right? Because that's the context. That's what you mean, right, when you say these Nadarim, that you're going to eat it at that meal right before Yom Kippur. That's what you're saving it for. Okay. There's a whole, some, some will look, Rosham Razna, the great Tafiyomi Master, will look into this and say, this is a data point to support the idea that the Suda and Erev Yom Kippur is a Chiv with all the Nafkaminas therein. Be that as it may, Rabbi Ben Omer, Rabbi his son said, Shabbos, the person says, I'm not going to have this right garlic, I'm making a nether until Shabbos. It doesn't mean, uh, it, it's, it's going to be what? It's going to take into effect until Leil Shabbos. It doesn't mean until lunch, it means Leil Shabbos. Why? Because this is exactly what he means. Because it's customary to eat garlic Friday night, and therefore that's what he meant when he said, I'm not going to have it till Shabbos, and therefore that is when the nether takes into effect. Now more examples of nadarim where you have to know the context in order to know what the person meant. For example, Omer l'chaveiro. The person says to his friend, Okay, so now he's saying, I'm not going to have any enough from you. We'll use Andrew and Barry. Uh, Barry says to Andrew, I'm not going to have any benefit from you, Andrew, if you don't come taking from something for your son. In other words, um, he's saying, Andrew, you're always giving to me. If you don't come taking some, something for yourself, then, um, then I'm not going to take anything from you anymore because this is, feels like a one-way street. So until whatever, you take for your son, take this amount, right, this core of wheat and two barrels of yain for your son, and then I'll be more comfortable taking from you. It's a fascinating thing. Barry can change his, it can undo, by the way, a little foreshadowing. This is going to be the topic of tomorrow's parak, the concept of how you do hafaris nadarim. As we know, usually you need a chacham to do hafaris nadarim. Here it says you don't need a chacham for the hafaris nadarim, which is another way of saying it's not a real nether. Why? Because what he really meant was that you know, Andrew, you're giving me too much. Stop giving me so much. But it's not <laughs> literal, right? Because he could always go back to Andrew and say, Andrew says, you only said it for my honor. My honor, says Andrew, is to give to you, Barry. And now we've pinpointed the moment where Barry and Andrew finally, where, Barry extend, where Andrew extended the olive leaf and they made amends, right? Because uh, Barry says, I can't keep taking from you. And Andrew says, no, it is my pleasure, and therefore, that was just, this is the social 
kind of uh, context where if this is what you meant, so then it's not really a literal matter, but rather we go by what you meant. Okay, and similarly, or Barry gets ornery and he says, you can't have any honor from me, Andrew. If you don't, come give me the wine. Or the other way, let's say, Andrew says, if Barry doesn't give his, he's sick and tired of giving, of being a one-way street and giving to Barry. Says, if you don't give something back, I'm never going to give you anything again. But Mayor then says, Omer, Mayor, Omer, Osir, Achiitain, that this time Andrew really means it. That too, Andrew can undo. You know, in a moment, in the heat of the moment, he said to Barry that Barry has to give it to him. But, you know, once Barry was nice to him again and things, you know, were smoothed over, so then Andrew once again felt like he doesn't really need this, what is he going to do with all this sweet and wine? He has all the neat wheat and wine he, he, can, he needs. So therefore, he doesn't really need it, and therefore, he didn't really mean it, and it's not literal. And as we've been saying all along, it all has to do with context and what you actually meant when you made that nether. So this is not a real nether. This is two guys just kind of being, uh, this is like a social construct where two guys are uh, exaggerating in order to clarify their position with each other, but not actually making a nether. Got to be careful when you're using these language, right? But be that as it may, if you if your netter is deemed legitimate, then you would need to really do hadfaris nadarim, as right Tamaris Perak explains. If you're if you're just saying it colloquially, then there are situations where you won't even need to do hadfaris nadarim that way in the real way, but you'll be able to just back it up and take it back. Okay. Finally, hayamisarev bolases basachoso. Ah. In Shiduchim, this happens, this, this, what we just said, of do you really mean it or not, can apply to Shiduchim as well, right? So somebody approaches, right, somebody, and he says, a single man, and they approach him and they urge him he has to marry his niece. Okay, you should really marry your niece. Are you allowed to marry your niece? Um, it used to be very common. That's what we learned already in Yavamos, right? That, that, some, that was considered, um, that was considered, Ideal and culturally. Uh, okay. So they're saying, marry your niece. She's wonderful. He says, no, 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 no. In order to, sometimes shatchanim, you have to call off the dogs sometimes. Shatchanim could be so persistent when you're a single man that you have to say something dramatic in order to get him off your case. So he makes a ned there that he's never going to have an off from her ever. Or this is where someone divorces their wife. And he says, in this case, he means, I'm never going to have any honor from this woman again. Does that really mean that, let's say, in the first case of the single man that refused to hear a shidduch suggestion to marry his niece, does that mean she can never get him a glass of water now? Like he really has? No. That doesn't mean that. He can get a no. Why? Says the Mishnah, says the Mishnah, right? We're finishing off this parak with a giant Mishnah, which is kind of like the locus classicus of, we've read pieces of this Mishnah all throughout, but this is where it comes from, where he says, right, no, Shalom He didn't really mean I'm never, literally, I'm never going to have a na. He just meant I don't want to go out with her, right? Uh, or in the second case, right, that, uh, that we're not going to be married, but he never meant that I'm never going to have any hana. So again, with the darm, what he meant is, is what matters. And finally, 
right? And, uh, Barry keeps saying to Andrew, please come eat with me as a guest. Andrew is in a rough mood because the daytime, he really only likes it when it's dark outside. And he makes a ned there. I'm never walking into your house. And he doubles that up and he says, I'm never going to even drink a drop of water that you give me, a drop of cold water. But then Andrew on his way to shul, it's a long walk and it's very hot outside and Barry's house is on the way. Can he go into the house and drink water? Yes. Because why? Because when Andrew was saying, I'm never going to walk into your house, I'm never going to have a drop of water from you, he was exaggerating. He was getting carried away. He didn't mean it literally. As the Mishnah concludes, Because <coughs> what he meant was not that I'm never going to walk into your, past the threshold of your house. Oh, I'm never going to, right, uh, drink even a drop of water. What he really meant was, I'm not coming to your house for Shabbos lunch. That's what he meant. So context matters, especially for Nadarim. Hadron Allah Koinim Yain. We finish the eighth parakel of Nadarim. Bezat Hashem tomorrow, Samach Dalim Aleph. It is optional for the rest of you, but mandatory for Goranowitz. Bezat Hashem will start the ninth parak of Nadarim on Samach Dalim Aleph tomorrow.